This is Sailor. Welcome to another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. Look at us. Hey, hey. Here we are. <laughs> Metal <laughs> Rock and Whiskey live in the flesh, you guys. We're missing, we missing one of our brothers. He uh, will hopefully make it a little bit later. Uh, that's Matt, the Whiskey Obsessor. Um, I'm Sailor, as you know. I have to remember, you guys, that people are going to be listening to this later without seeing us. So I have, I have to be mindful of that. Um, so for the listeners, we did this live on video. Yes. Um, we have special guests with us. Of course, Ed, our lovely editor and producer, is in the studio. And he is sitting in a murder chamber. I think... <laughs> Uh, I think he's either gets strung up by the chain behind him or he strings people up with uh, the chain behind him. No, that's my uh, very cool swag lamp. Oh, gotcha. Oh, 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 okay. That is swagalicious. So he has a swag lamp in the murder chamber. All right. Uh, and then we have two very, 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 very special guests. So I've got my brothers from another mother on one side and my brothers from another father on the other side. I've got Mac and Jay from Uncle Nearest with us tonight. What's up, yeah. fellas? What's going on, Sailor? Ow! Oh. What's happening, Sailor? What's Jay going down? Ready. Jay <laughs> yeah. is ready. It's been a long day, player. Oh, brother. You got out. your hair all combed out, Jay? <laughs> yeah, he does. Hey, there hold up, go. man. Let me let me show you. I got the pick <laughs> right here. Hold up. Uh, uh, you, got the, and... you got the fist on the back of it, though, Jay? Man, best believe. Come on, baby. Oh my God! On, yeah, so he's showing I, us. So describe to the listeners what, what you are showing us right now. Show him, Jay. Tell him, Jay. So y'all don't y'all know. So I'm 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 a I'm a '70s baby actually. Come and on. so back in the '70s when everybody had the froze, you had a pick in your fro. But of course they had the uh ooh, ooh, there we go. We had the pick with the uh with the black power fist on it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Black pride, black power. Love it. Nowadays, it's it's right back at you. You know what I'm Hell saying? Black Lives yeah. Matter. You know, let's get it. If let's you don't, it. if your pick does not have that on the back of it, it's not officially a pick. You have yeah. a comb. Your picks up. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. See, now yeah. my mom and I had picks in the '70s. <laughs> that just reminds okay. me of the scene in Spaceballs. Remember when they're combing the desert? <laughs> Oh yeah, Spaceballs, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, Spaceballs. dude, that was freaking. Who was that? Mel, 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 Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Dude, that was ever. one of the funniest scenes. They said, and then they was like, "Hey, have you found anything?" And the, and the brothers was like, "We ain't found shit." That yeah. was hilarious, <laughs> yeah. man, Mel. dude. That was well, a classic so movie right there. When I when we had the non-correct picks in the seventies, my mom got a perm because mm -hmm. her hair is straight as a board. 
and Uh-oh. she would, you know, pick her perm. Me, I didn't need a perm. The pick got caught in my hair, and she didn't know how to get, get it out. So and wait, so, so wait. she cut it out. So, Sailor, just back you, it out slowly. You get a perm to make your hair curly. Is that what they were doing? My mother did. Yes. Okay. Are you kidding me? My mom like, was one of those they, too. Yeah. Really opposite. So, so funny how it's opposite. I guess it's opposite for right. black oh, and white right, folks. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. A perm you straighten opposite. your hair out for black You're folks. Right. It does. You're right. And You're I right. guess for white amazing. folks you get a perm. How amazing is that? Right. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It's called because they was called permanent waves. And what you're oh. actually doing when you straighten curly hair, you are using the permanent wave solution, but you're not applying curlers to it. So you straighten oh, it, you use the solution. Up. So they're both correct. Shut up. I used to be a That's hairdresser. That's a great point. Oh, now I just play one on TV. Okay. Oh, that is where it comes Sailor from. Sailor used to be a hairdresser. I didn't know that, Sailor. <laughs> I think you your wife knew that. So many lives. So, yeah, so <laughs> many <bit>. lives. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Wow. One of the few I times that. I left the whiskey industry, and I let me tell you, I came running right back. Wow. Right back. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we usually stick to a script here, and we've totally fucked that up tonight. Um, uh, yep. Ed, let's try to get back on track, shall we? Uh, I guess we've done our intro segment and hellos and small talk. Um, I'm supposed to talk about the new method of operation. That's a whiskey joke. Mm. Ha ha ha. If you know mm-hmm. distilling. Oh. Um, I introduced the guests. Really? Uh, oh, shit. It's up to you now, Ed. There you All go. righty. Well, Uh-oh. tonight we are going to there be discussing a uh, few topics that have been on um, probably a lot of people's minds uh, lately. I know they've definitely been on my mind. So what I'm talking about is uh, diversity, inclusion, and politics, but don't worry. This is not gonna be a general overarching discussion about those weighty topics. That would be for a different podcast, definitely not not ours. So tonight instead, we're gonna be focusing our attention on how they relate into the genres of hard rock and metal music. A little bit about uh, diversity or lack thereof as the case may be. It's going to be an interesting discussion. I got to tell you. Yes, it will. A couple cool things happened when I was researching. Then when I spoke to some of you guys about it, like Mac, we had a phone call and uh, you were like, well, I don't, I don't know anything about, you know, metal and rock and blah, blah, blah. And within two seconds, you realized you do know a little (laughs) bit because we started talking about Rage Against the Machine and (sighs) it was like, boom, see? Um, that was cool. What I, the stuff that I learned, um, was really cool. And, uh, the research, and we'll talk about this opened me up to this phenomenal book. And then I just did like a little bit of research on like, what are the 50 greatest protest songs like in the rock genre, Mm. you know, just kind of like an overarching thing that I found on the internet. Like, what would that be considered? And it was interesting because, um, Metallica, Bruce Hornsby, and NWA are all on the same, the same list. Wow. Go figure. I love it. But <clears throat> how cool is that, right? No, it's true. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. That's that's America at its best, right? There Music. you go. You ain't lying. The melting mm-hmm. pot. Ah. So uh, before we get into that discussion, we have to talk about something very serious, guys, right sure. now. Very sure. serious. Very serious. We have to talk about whiskey. What are we ah. drinking? What's everybody drinking tonight? Oh my God. Who wants to start? 
Hey, I can be really, really uh, right on point because I'm always going for the one whiskey that's always in reach right now, mm-hmm. which is the beautiful, the fine, the Uncle Nearest 1856. I'm always drinking it neat. That's me. I don't I don't like a lot of uh, anything else with it when I, I, I do it the typical way. You know, uh, my dad did it. It kind of reminds me of that that line from um, uh, what's Iron Man. This is how dad did it. You know, and so that's basically um, kind of how I do it. But uh, we drink straight um, whiskey when we drink. And so I drink Uncle Nears 1856 straight today, tonight. Well, I love that whiskey as well. Um, <laughs> no disparaging comments there. Ed, what about you? What are you, since we lost Jay for a minute, I don't know where the hell well, he went. <laughs> at the risk of sounding like a broken record, Uh-oh. I also have a bottle <laughs> of man. Uncle Nearest. 1856. You, I tell you, man, I can already tell you got great taste, brother. So, yeah, I do generally like it neat. And yes. on suggestion of Sailor a while ago, I started adding a couple of drops of water to some of the, ah, the whiskeys to bring okay. out a few more of the floral notes. Okay. And I'm telling you what, this is one of those whiskeys. I know we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. where when I first opened it up, I'll just say it. I wasn't wowed, but it was okay. It it was it was all right. Yeah. Stop and came back. Mm. Oh man. It's Uh-oh. like I'm starting to get a little more. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Not for me. And next time I came back, oh man, this is good stuff. <laughs> it's one of those that just keeps getting better and better the more mm-hmm. I go back to it. Mm-hmm. And so as you can see by the level of my bottle, ah, it's <laughs> really pretty and good right now. Oh, man. <laughs> Looks like I came right back in at the right time. Perfect. Yeah, you did. You had to go get your bottle of whiskey, right? That's where you were. Something, man. You know, Wi-Fi bastards. Something going on. I got a question. I got a question real quick, Ed. When you first opened that bottle, though, the the nose on it didn't just – I mean, because I know you said at first it was kind of like, ah, okay, or not so great for you. But how was the nose on it when you first had it? I'm just curious because that's one of the most beautiful parts about the drink to me. Oh, the nose on it? Oh, man. Which when I always, no matter how I do it, it's just I have to sit sit here and just smell this thing for a while. Oh, yeah. The nose was great. Yeah. I'll tell you right off the bat. um, The nose was fantastic. But I think at that point uh, for me, um, on the first open, the taste didn't quite live up to the billing Ah, of the nose, you know, which happens a lot for me. Okay. Um, To me... The nose, I can usually pick up a lot of really nice notes on the nose. But I think, mm. um, I don't know, maybe it has something to do with uh, the alcohol or a little bit of, like the acetone or something like that. If It, it kind of tones down over time mm. when it's been open or something like that. But um, yeah, this is a bottle that definitely gets better uh, the longer it's been open. So nice. if anyone picks up a bottle of this, I would suggest opening it up, pour mm. a little out, let it sit for a day or so, and maybe come back to it. If at I first, also... if at first you don't, is it doesn't you know grab you? Mm. Try that. I also highly suggest drinking it out Good of a idea. wider mouth glass too. Yes, since it's, since it's hundred proof. Yeah, that's big ass mouth glass. Heard. <laughs> Shout out to Myron. My guy's in the building. Neat Although we do have a backup bottle over here. Just kind of a little <laughs> shout out to uh, oh, oh Jack Daniels here. The other man. 
the oh, other man oh. in the story, a yes. uh, little uh, single barrel barrel proof for, you know, when I oh, feel like I need to get a little hotter. That's Not the first Jack Daniels expression that I've enjoyed. Was yeah. that finally I found this one? There's what something now. This barrel is 132.2. Yeah, mine is. We're getting up into hazmat territory here. Mine's 128.2. Yeah, it's not that bad. I have to add. I have to add water to it to get to that ice on that. Ice can sometimes dull the flavor, so I'd prefer to add just a little bit of water and like bring it down closer to like a 110. Mm. And that's right, usually for a higher proof where my palate starts to pick up everything I'm looking for because otherwise I just get so overwhelmed by the 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 ethanol and the bite and the heat and I can't find those flavors right away. So that's kind of my go-to with that. But I just there's something about I have the same problem with makers. There's something there's something in there that does not work for me. It literally it's a flavor that's very odious and kind of gets mm, me mm. Like, in the 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 sides of my palate. Just really weird. It does something to me on a sensory level. But this, so everybody, you know, I would say, oh, I don't like it. And people would think, oh, because it's cheap. I'm like, no, I drink all kinds of cheap shit. Like, I love Evan Williams. <laughs> Evan Williams yeah. is fucking amazing. Dude, no problem with that. But finally, the single barrel just just gave me that flavor that I was hearing people with like that banana. I had never, I was like, where's the banana in this? I don't get it. And it was the first thing I tasted in that single barrel was just mm. pow banana. And the, even the gentleman mm. Jack is like, oh, but this oh, so good. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the uncle near 1856. I mean, when I sip it, it makes my mouth water. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm serious. Like it, it really just automatically just gets you like nice and gushy and juicy. <laughs> and I just, you know you can't. I mean, you know, what I'm saying. I mean, you can't help but to have like a. It's an experience, people. So if you have not had it, you want to have an experience in your mouth. <laughs> Go for it. I'm just waiting to experience some of that 1820. Oh, it'll happen. Yeah, now you're getting deep. You're getting deep. It'll happen. Oh, yeah, now what you is just the drinking? Oh. Just to make you a little, just to, you know, just a little, just a little jealous. Man, just showing all of us. Don't up. make me pull it out just had my to bottle. Because my bottle's got a bigger proof. Ooh. That's a way bigger proof. Big yeah. She she's holding nice. it down with a big bottle action. <laughs> mine is mine is a measly one ten. Oh, a measly one ten. Yeah, oh, sorry. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a nice sweet spot, though. I like yeah. that around True. that one ten or so. What yeah, barrel is that? Spot? Yeah. What barrel is that? Uh, this is actually U.S. barrel ten, mm. and so I think I grabbed. Where the heck did I grab that one? That may have been up at the distillery. I think. I think I may have got that at the distillery. I love it, baby. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's oh, it, man. That's that 18, 1820. You pop that top, mm. baby. Something you're celebrating yeah. something, daggum. You better oh, yeah. believe it. For real. Well, you guys, I am not drinking Uncle Nearest and I'm not drinking Jack Daniels because I am drinking something that's a little more apropos for tonight's show. Fireball! Hmm. <laughs> On this show, you know what we say to that? Fuck you, Jay. Whoa. <laughs> I like it. Oh, yeah. Go for I it. am there drinking a blackened yeah. American whiskey. Oh, black. Oh. Metallica. And oh, the get late, down. great Dave Pickerel. Mm. Oh, 
Oh, or whenever for Dave, one Peace of the out, sweetest, sweetest, most passionate people, just excited about everything and wanted to help everybody. He's just amazing. Um, so this bottle, we this is our wedding bottle. We cracked it oh. on our wedding day, and we have a picture of doing a toast. And our the just as the piece who married us says he wasn't a drinker. And so the only people that were at our little tiny ceremony was our photographer and his wife. So they could be our witnesses. And nice. I met them because they were whiskey drinkers. So they would come up to a lot of my whiskey tastings and events. So I said, oh, we're going to do a nice little taste together. That's what we'll do right after we say I do. And so the, the just the piece comes over. Ah, pour me a glass too. <laughs> oh, so we excellent. All I love that. And um, nice. so this is batch 90. And the cool thing about this is you get to look up what the playlist was see this here so mm -hmm. they play click to the barrels wait 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 so, wait explain it again there's there's a playlist on mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep so copper and kings i think if as the first one we know of that did this that they use sonic vibrations to age their barrels mm -hmm. now there's definitely something scientific to it and apparently the way that the guys got together with Dave Pickerel and sound engineers and other scientists and figured out a proprietary way to do it. Um, and I think, I don't know if the, they've talked about the ins and outs of it yet, but they have their own way to do it. But there is something to having the sound waves, you know, it's just like in Jurassic Park when they're staring at the puddle and they see the puddle start mm -hmm. to shake before they even hear the right. footsteps from the T, you know, boom. Right. Um, so you, same thing, whiskey in the barrel, you're going to make it move and it's going to age quicker, right? Oh, makes perfect well, similar, sense. Similar concept to the uh, Jefferson's Ocean. Put the barrels sure. on ships. On the water around. and it's never oh, still. Man. It's always yeah. moving, right? Right. Um, you get outside, inter <clears throat> sorry, outside interference with that too with the beautiful ocean and the brine. But the cool thing is that so each one of the guys would would say, all right, I'm going to select and arrange the playlist for this barrel or you know this batch, whatever. So this one is James Hetfield. Of course, I didn't get Lars. Just by chance. Oh, That's a whole man. other inside joke here on Metal yeah, Rock. I don't know about that one. Lord. Yeah. Batch 90. <laughs> um, okay. So James chose Damage Inc., Hero of the Day, The Four Horsemen, uh -oh. The Thing That Should Not Be, Motor Breath, mm -hmm. Carpe Diem Baby, Lords of Summer, and Dream No More. It's not my songs in there. dream playlist for Metallica, but that's okay. Um, not old school, which is... I gotta, yeah, I gotta that's look totally up what your alley. like. I, I, I've seen a lot. I know Metallica because I've seen a thousand T-shirts on people. That's how I know Metallica. <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't the, know, you know if, if you play a song, I would have no idea who that is. But yeah, but I mean, I like they do some great T-shirts. You'd hear if you, <laughs> there'd be songs you'd hear and you'd go, I know exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh, think so okay. as well. I just um, gotta think which one. But yeah, they just released a box set. So like, Ooh. remember back in the old days when you get a box oh, set of love CD box set. Hell yeah. Oh my so, God. I loved them. The artwork. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to open it, but I'll, we'll open it on the next one uh, when Matt's here um, so that I can show you guys what's in it. But there's vinyl in it, and that's your playlist. So you get to listen oh, wow. to your playlist while you're drinking the bottle. You, there's mm. um, there's a, there's, it comes in a beautiful, huge box. There's a pick, there's stickers, there's, a booklet, like remember when you would pull out the liner notes and you'd have yeah. a guitar pick, notes. Jay, not a hair pick. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what I was thinking for a second. I was like, no, no, let's probably talk about guitar. <laughs> right on, for sure. <laughs> Although that's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, 
Thanks for so, the clarification, sir. <laughs> so uh, this nine batch ninety is the last thing that Dave actually did. So um, this is real special to us. So we don't drink it tonight. Is the first time Robin and I took a sip of it since the wedding. We're gonna we will do a sip each year and do an affinity bottle. And so we'll crack the next one from the box set on Monday, which is our anniversary. Nice. So anniversary. Awesome. That's how many plan. how many years will that be, by the way, Sailor? Uno. Oh, oh that's it. Go. The big one. That's a good oh, one. Oh, snapples. Okay. That's the most All important right. one right there. Hey, Sailor, real quick. That when did Metallica? They just they just came out with their brand of whiskey, though, right? Oh gosh, it's They're pretty years. new, right? What is it? Three? Oh, maybe are they the same age as us? I think three oh. years. And yeah, I knew they were kind of kind of young with it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, something like that. I think this is their third year. Yeah, I think they're probably about Pretty the same sure. age as us. As nice. Uncle I remember. Well, it can't be that old. Remember talking about it on our uh, podcast about how they were going to come out with a whiskey. Remember that? Yeah. So I we but talked I, about before it even happened. It's three. It's got to be three years. Three years. Yeah. Well, the only thing is, I know that they're yeah. not the most awarded whiskey. No, uh, they're not. No, so. Touche, sir. No, touche. <laughs> no, that belongs that to another distinction. Uh, company. It's on the, on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember exactly. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. ah, yeah, could be. What could mm. that? Think be? on it. Think on it for a while. Oh man! Well, All right. Right on. So we've talked about what we're drinking. Dun, 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 I'm gonna dun. change over to some red breast now because I'm obsessed. Ooh, I don't know red boobies. Red the red boobies. breast twelve. You is. never, you never go wrong with red boobies. <laughs> I missed it. Red boobies. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. Sorry. You can talk Got about it. that stuff now. Yeah, you mm -hmm. can. I know you guys have been holding yeah. back forever. Hello. Yeah, what? Man, man, man. We could get in trouble on oh, whiskey dads. That's for darn sure. Now we're just here. Cut loose. Yeah. Now like, yeah. We could, we could curse. You know what I'm saying? No, no earmuffs. Yeah, cocks, balls. You know what I'm saying? All the crazy <laughs> stuff. You got to like a compound one right there. <laughs> I remember that. You remember that movie, Old School? Dude, that was oh great. Oh my god! Oh I love that movie. I think Sorry. he may have just cursed more than me at all together. Maybe I don't know. Thank Someone you. once, one of our <laughs> listeners, started to tally how many times I said "fuck" on the show since we Ooh. started, <laughs> yeah, and they god. got to like. They got he got to like eight hundred and something, and it was our first year. Yeah, that guy needs to get a. We need to send him a bottle. Oh yeah, yeah. We have he to deserves send, something send him some for swag. that effort. Love to yeah, send him. Sure. We have our very own Glen Cairn glasses, you guys. And I happen oh. to be drinking out of one. Oh, now right there you now. go. There you go. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 And that's wow. not it's not that a baby Glen Cairn either. That's a that's a grown. No, that's a legit. Legit. grown man yeah, Glen Karen glass right there. That's a grown woman Glen Karen glass. There you go. This is my right. Watch out. You know. Hello. Booyah. Hello. I, I like how you roll. <sighs> Thank you. Yeah. All right, yeah. enough with this fuckery. Let's get on to the discussion, shall we? <sighs> Drop it like it's hot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about um, diversity, the lack thereof, in hard rock and metal yeah and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i want to just give us um kind of a foundation for the discussion so i prepared some notes here did a little bit of research so i'm going to kind of hit on some subjects and then we're going to kind of investigate um you know i want to hear from you you guys you're both 
black men. Yes, and, um We're all uh, similar in age yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, Jay, I just, you know. Are you? I think you're like the jerk in reverse. Better watch out. Damn it. All right. Take your pants to make sure, Jay. Take Double your pants. Game on. Sure. <laughs> I there was you waiting go. for that. You a brother, ain't you? Jokes. <laughs> Where's my wife? I'm sorry. Never mind. Yeah, uh, I believe I believe she knows. Oh Lord. Truly, my God. my God. There we go. All right. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Please continue, Sailor. Oh, thanks. Okay, I will. So uh, there is an all African American heavy metal band that formed in 1977. Wow. Did anybody wait, know wait. about this? Wait, no. yes. I think I just did a little bit. I didn't know about it before, but I know about some like bad brain, bad, bad stuff. No, that's enough. We'll get to them. This is before them. Wait. Well, yeah. they started the same yeah. year, but yeah. They were in DC, right? Weren't they out of DC? So, no? couldn't okay. They couldn't have been. Mad Bones. <laughs> Mad Bones. No, they're called Black Death. And oh, oh, yeah. They're not punk or rock. It. They're straight up metal, heavy metal. Where? What state were they? Were they Chicago. Oh, I'm actually surprised. Chicago in the house. Wow. Um, so they were active Shot from town. 1977 to 1984, and then they reformed again in 2009, and they're they're still together and playing, aside from COVID. Um, so I had never heard of them, and I was no. a metalhead from the early, very early 80s. Then you have Bad Brains um, from Bad Disney. Brains. Everybody Booyah. has Bad Brains, though, right? Yeah. Um, from DC. I guess. Yeah. See, Matt, check you out. I'll be daggone. When did they come out? 1977. They are the oh, considered man. the uh, pioneers of hardcore punk, and they they don't. Color. They're 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 very interesting, eclectic fellows. Because if you listen to their music, Dude, you listen yeah. to one fucking album, and you're just like, who? It does. Someone's schizophrenic here. It's all yeah. over the place. The they got like everything from reggae to some everything. jazz fusion to everything. But dude. it was definitely hardcore punk at the time. Yeah, Bad Brains. They mm -hmm. were they be, they got super famous for a while. They got MTV play in the '80s, and I mean. Any kid who's a punk rocker that grew up in the 70s and 80s will say, you know, oh, yeah, Bad Brains was wow. kind of their mm -mm. foundation. Look, shout out to my homeboy Ryan Wilson on here, Rye Dog. He pointed out in Living Color. That's the one that I thought. Living was Color, that, yeah. Living are color, they considered yeah. a, a rock? It's a Living Color. Or? Yep. So yeah. Living Color, I would consider rock, not hard rock. And so that's yeah, well, I'm sorry. So I, yeah, that's okay. so that's something that we have gone through at painstaking lengths painstaking links when we started the podcast because it's you know first of all genres are fucking made up right sure right. But how do we encompass what we talk so you know we talk about mostly talk about metal from a certain era because that's when we grew up like i don't right. really know anything mm -hmm. that has to do with new metal bands now and i don't give a shit because i don't like the way it sounds mm, just, wow. that's just what it is it's my opinion I want metal to continue forever. That's great. I support the genre, but it's not my jam. So we kind of made the division between hard rock and metal. But when you're talking about the 70s and 80s, and Matt, who is not with us right now, <clears throat> is about, what is he, 10 years younger than us? Yeah, he he's would a get, millennial. He would get very oh, really? mad. Like, we would refer to bands like Def Leppard as heavy metal. He would get like irate, and we're like, "Wait a minute! You have to understand that back in the '80s, that was called heavy metal because yeah, right it was just a big basket that everyone lived in. If you had electric guitars, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
you know, in living color, I would say they're just rock, you know, kind of like uh, Rolling Stone is rock. Oh, uh, you know I, mean? bon well, I, mean, I, I heard some of the stuff they got down there, but yeah, I, I guess so. What about, yeah. what about Fishbone? So fit, Fishbone, Fishbone. I, mean, I know, I know living color and I know Fishbone. Those yeah, were you I knew before in Cincinnati. I, did, I did any of this research. Well, you Those grew up near all the hippies that you see. A little something, something. Clifton. Clifton, how you know? know? You know about it. Check it out. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they would, Fishbone would be, they're more like hippie rock. Again, okay. I would just call them rock, you know? I need, you need to tell it, you need to break it down for me and Macadocious, because I don't have no, no idea what, how to distinguish between heavy metal, metal, or no, hard rock and punk. It, it's all, it's all rock music to me. <laughs> We're still it trying is. to figure it out ourselves, Jay. So no, don't worry about it. Okay. We're okay. Still con- like and again, that. like this is all made up. This is these okay. are all categories that are just made up. It's right. not like in whiskey where rye is rye because it's fucking got mostly rye in it. Duh. Yeah, you can prove it's not, that. Yeah. It's not like that. This is kind of and then the genres changed over the years. And now there's mm-hmm. oh my god, in metal, there's black metal, there's death metal, there's help me out, Ed. I don't Damn. know. I don't is even black know. metal like black people or is it no. some up? You'd think. Damn. You've got <laughs> quite the of metal. You've got the whitest people on earth do black metal. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I saw that Metallica's whiskey is called Black, and so I thought that was. I didn't know. Well, that was one of their songs. So. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. There we go. It's named okay. after one of their best, not best songs. It's kind of interesting. So, what is that song about? I gotta ask now. What everything was about for a long time. Um, James would write about insanity, losing your mind um, due to the constraints of society. Um, he was big on the Civil War and World War, War One. Yeah. He's definitely a war historian for sure. He was quite a poet, actually. Um, in, social injustice. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could encompass it all with social injustice and war. Um, See, that's the most though. obvious one being injustice for all. Correct. Yeah. That, but that's interesting that, like you say, you said there's a genre called black metal, right? Yes. And yes. Black metal is it? What's how do you how do you state what black metal is? I'm just curious. Now we're in this. Mm-hmm. So, black metal is <clears throat> an offshoot of death metal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And death wow. metal are the guys that sound like this. You can't understand a fucking word they're saying oh my god oh that like a stomach like a oh, real the, bad stomach i just thought that was yeah. satan yeah <laughs> who knows he might say look i want to record you know he's just the inspiration okay supposed to be against the church but meaning the oh. construct of organized religion so it's no, like, okay. like, like black magic, like black magic. No, kind of, no, oh. no, it's, 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 I, I'm pretty sure they're all complete atheists. Like um, the absence of light yeah. kind of a, yeah, the absence oh, of light. So, exactly. right. yeah. Wow. Um, right. But not that they're cel- It's such a difficult because each one of them I'm sure has their own interpretation. So this is just our interpretation. It's not that they're celebrating death. It's, it's, it really is. It's it's really rebelling against the constraints of organized religion and the toll that organized religion has had on society worldwide since the beginning of time. Sure. You know, Spanish Crusades, and I mean today. You know, sure. um, the way they did black people in you know slavery. You, you know, you pretty it, much were forced you can be a to more. be Christian. Correct. Uh-huh. Correct. You're not going to be a you know. Yeah, you can't Moors were evil. Yeah. Muslim. You, you know. You, you, you ain't lying. 
yeah. forced to be Christian. Yeah, right. Man, yeah, man so took religion and just totally screwed it up. Right. So that's what. Yeah, they're not uh, rebelling or speaking out against personal spiritualism. It's the organized religion. It's the church as the corrupt entity. Sure, got it. Got it. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so you know. Okay. I'm sorry, you know, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's interesting though. I mean, that's we're talking about blacks in heavy metal, those groups. And so you if you have a genre that uh depicts uh even the, the word black to be this very, you know, heavy, deep, you know, um kind of uh kind of sounding kind of aggressive. I don't I don't know. Yeah, um, very think, bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think that and that naturally would turn a lot of what I would think black Americans away. I mean, and, and so it's it's kind of like, you know, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, only because I think when it when it comes to music, especially like when I think about Black American music, the way that most Blacks, our music is, we talk about R&B, talk about hip hop, talk about soul. This is music that's more like uplifting. Evoking. Yeah, mm -hmm. not only uplifting, but it evokes the, the soul to move. So mm -hmm. soul is a part of the music, whether it be sexual soul, whether it be uplifting, motivating soul or, mm -hmm. or cool soul, whatever, but it's always got this this uh, place of an energy, an inner, an inner power, and if it, if, hmm. if, if you have things like metal, and I'm not saying all metal, of course, but we're talking specifically about black metal right now. But how that is the absence of that, and I think for blacks, that's one reason why it's very hard to be in that place. Because I mean, think about it: as a black American, how much trauma. You, the, you know, the well, generation. You're exactly you ain't lying. right. So, I don't need to hear no nothing else. I would say that <laughs> you know, white. So something like let's talk about black metal in specific. That is music that comes from privilege, from having uh, a privileged point of view to see the larger picture and and be able to speak mm. about the larger picture because they're so privileged yeah. as being. Uh, white men in a very Anglo-Saxon or or very uh, um, Scandinavian because it most it came it was born from Scandinavia, um, but music that you know if you want to say black music then that encompasses so many different genres was came from struggle it came from strife and also the desperate need to preserve your culture and pass yeah. your culture down in so yeah. many different ways, just like food, right? Because mm -hmm. um, your culture was stripped from the slaves. So sure. I think that's the counterpoint. But the metal we, we talk about on this show, the metal that Ed and I grew up with is a totally different metal. These were poor white kids that were growing up Generation X um, mm -hmm. and you know, we're growing up in broken homes, you know, mm. just like a lot of them suffered abuse, just, you know, just fucked up street kids, really, but white. So yeah. very similar struggle. So now they're not going to be like, let's make fucking soul music, because where the hell would they get that from? They're right. going to make angry, fast, loud rock. But isn't that interesting, though? It goes back to the, the thing. same place. Right. Yeah, it goes back to the perm situation. How the perm is this is, is <laughs> you know, like the one way right. straightening the hair and the other way it's there curling you go. the hair. There so you go. You know, there it's full go. circles. I love full circles, but it, it's amazing how you'll get you'll get a group of people who will create a type of music that would be more um cathartic in the sense of mm -hmm. like let's express this anger, let's let's move it, let's push it, let's let's evoke that out, right? Whereas you have another group of people that would have that same feeling that they may or may not have to some degree, and they still want to create ways of 
Um, I wouldn't say that they're trying to because some of the some of the music, especially when you think about like hip hop, um, rap. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's all like just motivating music necessarily, but it's no, always no. about getting something more, getting more women, getting more money. Wait getting- a minute. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Let's do. Yeah, go for it. Let's do two songs up against each other. All right. Let's, let's do just it. Prove that point. Well, Uh-oh. you know, I'm, going to, I'm spitting off the tongue down here now. I'm not. I'm not a learned musician, but go, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Fuck the police. Good God, get him back. Yep. Yeah. And that's one of the best. On, that's an all-time. It's you know what they just play- I'm sorry. They just it's- played at the BT Awards, which was dope. Did you that, I don't know if you know that? Yeah, that was dope. That was huge. Yeah. Huge. So um fuck the police, and yeah. then we're not gonna take it. Are we're they not, not saying Drake? Are they not yeah. saying who was the that? Who, who who did that song? Yeah, Twisted Sister. Twisted sister, got you. Okay. With our friend D. Snyder, who's a friend yep. of the show. What up, D. <laughs> well, I guess I gotta call him D. Snyder. What up, D. Snyder? D. Snyder. Um, I think those songs are doing and saying and cups the same, a similar thing and coming from a similar place, right? Yeah. Well, I'm sure you're gonna get a lot that's gonna be similar. I think even when you when you take even some of the crazier, wilder, whether it be, I guess I can't say, you know, the other types of metal. I'm sure you're going to get very similar uh, stories just because, like you said, they're coming out of similar places and we're people. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing that really separates a lot, us a lot is going to be culture, history and things of that nature. But people as as a person, we all are the same with that. Um, right. I'm just saying that there's not there is not much. Like, I don't know if the word is atheist, but there's not much um, there. The soul in black music, most black music, there is a presence of a soul. So if there's any music that says, like, like I mean, there's other, I don't know, I can't say that, because there's, there's you also have, a, what was the joint? Ouija, are you with me, Mo Murder, Mo Murder? Oh, uh, that was Bone, Thugs and Harmony. Bone, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Right, right. Out of Cleveland, baby. Cleveland, there you go. Bone had some of those, um, you know, kind of dark, mm-hmm. satanic type of things mm-hmm. to them. So you get a little DMX. bit of that. In there. DMX, did DMX. Like that. Mm-hmm. Man, DMX out when he's with the yeah. blood, was it Blood of My Blood, or? Flesh of my flesh, whatever it was that yeah, was. freaked me out, bro. We're <laughs> talking about uh, it was a banger like though. High authority songs, which crosses all genres of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Rage Against the. Okay, so here, let, before we continue, let me just go do this real quick. All right, so I went through that list of the fiftieth greatest protest songs considered okay. to be modern history. Right, mm-hmm. number mm-hmm. one, Public Enemy, Fight the Power. Always. That shit's been Hell a repeat yeah. in my head since that was on BT's award. Uh, oh my god! Um, like the, okay. beat, the beat makes you want to smack oh. the shit out of somebody. Seriously, was the hero the most, but he never meant to Don't smack your mama. So the song was recorded for Spike Lee's movie "Do the Right Thing," fucking great movie. And then, of course, it eclipsed the movie and became like just an absolute. I mean, worldwide, everybody knows that oh, yeah. song. One of the lines that I wanted to call out because it speaks to this discussion, Chuck yeah. D says, Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me. Straight out racist. Racist and plain. Motherfucker, man. That was classic, dude. I was a teenager, young teenager, and I'm like, the fuck did he just say about Elvis? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I can was imagine. Like, I was, I was like, like, what? what the fuck? 
I can imagine oh, yeah. white. I, I imagine white America freaked out of oh, that anyway. Oh, Everybody. He went and for John Wayne. He Ooh. went for almost Jesus, almost white yeah, fucking Jesus, right? Basically. basically. Yeah. Um, and That's I just, scary. but I thought about it for a minute, and because I'm me, you know, and I also grew up in a mixed mixed home, I just went, oh right, yeah, they would fucking think Ellis was fucking piece of shit. Yeah. It just was like, yeah. you know, no, but I didn't have to be like, wait, what? <laughs> Good point, Sailor. And I think that a lot of people, when they hear it, they may be stuck on the fact of what Elvis meant to them and they kind of leave it at that. But if you take it from a historical perspective and you break down how Elvis, you know, took a lot of the, the moves. I mean, it's good now. You got a lot of you know musicians and artists. I think uh, what's my guy's name? Uh, Justin Tim uh, Bieber, I think, just recently Justin said Bieber. that he did a lot of his stuff from, yeah. from black music and black people. And mm -hmm. he's, he's mm -hmm. being very vocal about that. So but Elvis was not one that did that. I mean, what was he the king of? And he noticed, like, any like the king of, is he the king they, of like? They just call him the king, king, right? The king, just the king, yeah. just, just the, the king. king. Okay, I was about to say because I thought, well, no, isn't it? Because who is the? Because they, uh, never mind. Michael's the king of pop. Right, he was just the king. I mean, it was right. in like behind king. him in Vegas. He was the king. The king. That's just all. the king. Him yeah. and Richard Petty, but that's another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let, before we go on, okay, so that's nineteen eighty nine. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip around because I want to save one for Four. for the for the very last. Okay, we're gonna go to the Clash, Rock in the Casbah, nineteen eighty two. Does everybody know that? I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. I, I just know this chorus like a mofo. So most people didn't unless you lived in Europe or you were in the UK. So oh. this was their only U.S. top 10 hit, and it tells the tale of censorship in Western music in the Middle East in the 70s and 80s. And it was inspired by the 1979 Islamic Revolution. Um, the song took on a life of its own when the U.S. Armed Forces Radio used it as the first track when they opened coverage of Operation Desert Storm oh my during God. the wow. Gulf War. I remember this wow. in That's 1990. Uh, the Clash was not pleased at all. Oh, so wow. A friend told the story that Joe Strummer wept when he heard that the phrase Rock the Casbah was written on an American bomb that was to be detonated mm -hmm. in Iraq during the Gulf War following 9-11. Wow, um, that's messed up. He was yeah. they were beside themselves. So the mm. song the wait 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 for this. The fucked up American government. So uh -huh. they they put it on a goddamn <laughs> bomb, right? They use it as an the opening uh in the 90s to go fucking murder people. And but then it gets for placed oil. on the list of post 9/11 inappropriate titles distributed by Clear Channel so they can fuck right off. So then the song gets banned. After 9/11 so many songs got banned. Yeah, oh, I can wow. imagine. That's Nobody. messed up. Yep. That was, yeah. wasn't there. It wasn't on them. No. All right. So then there yeah, is NWA. Shit. Fuck the police. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to give you one line. They uh -oh. have the authority to kill a minority. Mm. The See, song. In 1988, is talking about racial mm. profiling and police brutality. Some of us are not shocked. That this is still going on and it's never stopped. Was that? Not at you all. Eighty-eight. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like, do you remember all this stuff? I mean, I can't remember when when Rodney King was. I'm not good with, with years. That was ninety-two. I'll get there. I'll get there. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Well, we'll come back to that. But I was just saying that time period, late '80s, early '90s, was rough. 
Yeah, when colors came out, well, yeah, the LA. I mean, uh, we're gonna get to that. that we're we're gonna going focus on, on that because that's gotcha. gonna be my last one that I do. Um, okay, so the song provoked this song in specific, "Fuck the Police," provoked the FBI to write to NWA's record company about the lyrics, um, expressing their disapproval and saying that the song misre misrepresented police. Fucking mm. wow, wow, who cares? Listen. That's hilarious. Listen to this story. In 1989, Australian radio station Triple J, or as it would be Triple J, had <laughs> playing Fuck the Police, the only radio station in the world to do so without censoring it for up to six months before being banned by the wow. Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Good for you, as Triple a J. Reaction, the staff went on a strike and put NWA's Express Yourself on continuous play for 24 hours, playing it roughly 360 times. Oh, they lost, that's beautiful. They locked the studio like in 80s movies. That, 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 it right actually out. happened. Where was, this? Where was this? Where was this? That's Australia. Australia. Yeah, they was don't it like give in a Sydney? Fuck was it was that. it Sydney? Was it Sydney? Maybe Sydney? Melbourne. I don't know. Melbourne. Um, <laughs> no, these are terrible accents, by the way. Um, okay, 1983, Garbage. Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Um, we all know that song. I, yes. I think most people know what it's about, but if you don't, the British Army opened fire on civil rights protests um, mm. against the Division of Ireland on Sunday, January 30th, 1972, which resulted in 13 deaths. Does that sound familiar? <clears throat> right now, uh, mm -hmm, Bloody mm -hmm. Sunday became a notorious incident that increased membership of the, at the time, burgeoning IRA, IRA and was one yeah. of the key moments in the Troubles, as it's called. Um, both John Lennon and Paul McCartney wrote songs in the immediate aftermath of the massacre, but it was you two who wrote the definitive protest song 11 years later. Um, so it was played famously at Live Aid. And um, he would say, though, it wasn't a rebel song, but a humanitarian plea against the killing that continued through that decade and beyond. Mm, I, I respect that. that he, you know, that that's his explanation. Yeah. Um, another song that I was really surprised to find on this list, and I chose it for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. Good old Bruce Hornsby. Remember I that, knew you were gonna say that one. I knew you were gonna say that one because it sounded like such a smooth, smooth, laid back song. Uh, like even my granddad totally loved that song. Yeah, just the way it is. Yeah, that piano was a banger, bro. Yeah, with his, with his piano. Oh, I that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. I love so, that song. 1986. Mm -hmm. It's okay. a fucking protest song. Mm -hmm. um, so it's totally out of the wow. genre, but I included it because it's a discussion of the civil rights movement and how America might have made progress, but he didn't think it was near enough, and he was right. Sing so it. here's a sample. As a rich businessman speeds past the queue for the welfare office, he sneers at the unemployed. Bruce gives the shrug that things have always been that way. That's just the way it is, and adds, but don't you believe them? And then mm -hmm. he says, well, they passed a law in 64 to give those who ain't got a little more, but it only goes so far. Mm, okay. Wow. And that's yep. something. So you got, you'll, you'll listen to it differently now. The beautiful things of storytelling and music, I swear, man. I yeah. mean, you, you got to, that's one beautiful thing about lyrics. They actually do tell stories sometimes. I love yeah, them. definitely. You got uh, James you gotta Brown. Pay attention. Uh oh. Say it Which loud. I'm black oh, and I'm proud. I'm proud. Oh, there you go. That's a pretty good song. Another Day in Paradise. Yeah, that's it. Well, that one too. Yeah, I, that was on there um, oh, as well, but I didn't use that one. You know what? That was Phil Collins, right? You said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's my that's my man. I'm black and I'm proud. I never thought of that as being protest. It, so it is. So oh, oh, yeah. 19, I mean, it is obviously. To have the balls to say I'm black and I'm proud in 1968. You know what's so funny? That's interesting. I mean, like, man, music is a trip because when you're young and like mm. the way I grew up in North Carolina, that was a jam. Say it loud. Right. You know what I mean? Just I like, yeah, and, and he, made, he made it a jam. He oh, made it a jam. But I never would have thought so protest. Here's some history with the song that makes yeah. it so interesting. So mm -hmm. James Brown's called the Godfather of Soul, of course. And there was a time when his influence was so great that when mm -hmm. riots broke out in Boston following the assassination of MLK, he mm -hmm. calmed the disturbance in the entire fucking city single-handedly. Single-handedly. Yeah, it was in his story. movie. Yeah, true story. it was in his yeah. movie. I saw that, yeah. Later on that year... He came out with "Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud." That's uh, one of and the anthem is, and it became the anthem of the Black Power movement. Can I get a little land for me and mine? We're tired of beating our head against the wall and working for someone else. And that's a quote. Mm -hmm. Chuck mm -hmm. later said, "James said you can say it loud that being black is a great thing instead of something you have to apologize for." Right, right. That that's how it was so transformational was before you would. You could not say I'm black and I'm proud without feeling like you're about to get your get your butt beat, lynched, whatever the, the fact. Sure, but the fact that he put that into a song and now you can say it and repeat it and it was cool. That's what that's what he did. He transformed that to make it so white. When you heard it, Mac, we could say it and, and be cool and not have Facts. to worry about getting getting killed or shot or whatever the fact may be, you know? So yeah. yeah white people yeah. can sing it along with you because half the time they don't know what the fuck they're singing. You know, so, it's you know. funny. Yeah. And that's the thing I'm I was about to kind of say that. Yeah, because you're just like that's the jam. They're like, oh yeah, I'm black and I'm proud. You're like, yeah, yeah. and you like yeah, yeah. just rock with it. Yeah. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. But, it's, but it's just, yeah, I get it. Wow. Mm -hmm. So another Music. one on the list is um, Metallica's one. So 1988. One? Okay. So 1988. This is uh, same time as NWA's "Fuck the Police." Okay, right. same year. So this is happening at the same time. Um, this is one of my least favorite songs of the band, and the video Man. gave me the fucking creeps. One of my favorites. Um, it's, oh, it's, there you go. It's one of its it favorites. Likes. So it's inspired by Dalton Trumbo's famous anti-war novel, which was written in 1939 about a young soldier in the First World War who was injured, loses his arms, his legs, his eyes, his tongue, half his face, but his mind is still Damn. alert. So he's totally trapped in his body. Um, they turned the book into a movie in 1971, right when the Vietnam War made the story much more relevant. And Hetfield was deeply affected by the movie and the novel and became obsessed with it and was freaked out by this possibility that, how, like, oh, my God, right, as it would freak anybody out. So mm. in the music video, they included clips from that movie from 1971. And it's just, oh, fucking hell. Dude, but like, he's like... It's, it's a like it's that. a rebellion against war, you know. Okay, yeah. so this okay. this this human being put his life on the line for you, and you promised to protect him if he served. And then what? Then what after? What did he do it for? What what was the reason? What right. you know? How is he being cared for now? Why, you know? Look at his life now. So it's really interesting if you read the the lyrics to the song because he's a very poetic writer. Mm. Um, okay, then we have before we get to the last one. Uh, Green Day in 2004. Oh, that's my joint. Well, no, I'm <laughs> saying Green Day was my joint. Right. So, I love Green Day. I'm sorry, my bad. 
Go for they're it. They're American Idiot. Um, oh, I don't want to be an American idiot. So okay. it was written as a response to President George W. Bush and the war in the Middle East. And Hello. it later came out of the September 11 attacks. It is a bold face fuck you to oh, man. government. Hello. So I used to, look, shout out to Green Day. I used to love how Green Day would rock that. The way that they would hold it, the dude, the main dude, I don't know his name. But I, I used to, oh yeah, I used to love it, man. When masturbation lost its fun, you're fucking <laughs> laying there. I used to love that. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know about that, Jay? Damn. I, I know the band Green Day, Day but I don't. I don't know their. I don't. I wouldn't be able to say one of their songs like that until oh, now. Dun -dun. Yeah. Dun -dun. Welcome to Paradise. Dun -dun. Yeah. Dun -dun. Okay. Dun -dun. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of okay. Right, okay. so, uh, but that would be like new punk. Oh, that that's would be new. like organized punk. No way, radio punk, pop punk, pop. I called it pop punk. Um, pop punk, okay. Pop punk, yeah. Dang, punk sounds kind of like bad. I thought it was like something harder than that. No. Now, what was was punk like the precursor to grunge? No. No. Okay, there you go. You're doing something now. No, I see you doing something. Another very anti-establishment uh, musical movement right there. You talk about uh, Sex Pistols, Anarchy yeah. in the UK. That's kind of where it all, all started. Yeah, punk is, is absolute anti-establishment. Fuck okay. everything. You um, think fuck the police is anti-establishment. You should look, listen to some old, uh, like I said, some old Sex Pistols. Oh God! Yes, that's a crazy ass name. Sex Pistols. Sex Pistols. They mm -hmm. they too had some great T shirts. I've seen those T T shirts out there. I was, see, I was like Sex Pistols. I was like, okay. I gotta look, nice. look that up. See what it look like. Probably. Oh, yeah. their story is bonkers as well. Mm -hmm. Fucking bonkers. Yeah. Johnny Ratten. Oh my God. Uh -oh. Um. Okay. Pistols. So the last one on the list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rage Against the Machine. Killing oh. in the name of. In 1992. Yeah. So, do you guys okay. know specifically what the song is about? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, think I'm gonna it. guess Rodney King. Yes. Is so, it? Mm -hmm. So, uh, Rodney King was savagely beaten by the LAPD within an inch of his life in March of 1991. The entire fucking incident was caught on camera. I remember that. The subsequent acquittal of the officers Crazy. in question in April of 1992 set off a firestorm. Everybody lost their fucking mind. How do you get off of that? It's oh, on please. tape. It's right there. We know how. Uh, so it was clear that the LAPD was yes. riddled with institutional racism and sparked the worst riots in the U.S. since the 1960s at that time. We just mm -hmm. beat them this year. The song was released in November that year and makes the comparison between this type of racism and the cross-burning tactics of the KKK. Wow. Mm. Listen, yeah. I'm going to tell you guys, That's though. Deep. Listen, Rage Against the Machine was one of the very few bands that I'm telling you, most of those, a lot of those lyrics, when they even said, I forget which song it was, it was like, they don't have to burn the books, they just remove them. I mean, like, I was like, wow, that's ill. Like, you know, they right. said, and, and I mean, when, so when they broke up, you know what? Let me go back real quick, Sailor. Do you, the 1999 Woodstock, uh, when it was on MTV, I was an MTV fan back in the I day. I was there. You were there? Oh, oh shit. Lord oh. have mercy. Wow, Touch and that was pearls. like, a, yeah, there was a lot of people that, that played in that entire, I think I had that uh that box set, I had that double disc or whatever of that, I used to listen to that Woodstock, mm -hmm. yeah. but 
but I'm being honest when they when the uh, rage and and even if you see it you know video but you know you were there in real life but the way that they performed the way Zach De La Roca was doing his thing I mean it was just a beautiful 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 thing so, I, so I've always been a fan of them yeah the, the amazing oh, thing about rage I just got to see them several times there's a um there was, uh, I don't know if it still goes on, a festival called the Red Earth Festival. I lived in Oklahoma for a minute because my mother moved us around a lot when I was a child. And I would go back and forth between my grandparents. Oklahoma. Who were very stable, and my yeah, mother who right. moved around all the fucking time. Yeah. And uh, so here I am in Oklahoma and she puts me on a fucking farm. And yeah. I'm a Queens, New York City girl. Like I'm used to running around. New York City or Fort Lauderdale at the time, that's my life. Like, what the yeah. fuck do I do here? So let's just say that that's when Sailor started. Cow tipping. <laughs> we didn't even have cows in Oklahoma. No cows. Damn it. Oh, no cow? Does Sailor even know what that is? I, of course I know what cow tipping is. Okay. I live in Ohio. Hello. Hey. Ohio oh, University. Um, so I got to see them at the Red Go Earth Bucks. Festival, which is a huge um powwow basically that turned kind of commercial and would have mm. i think they did it to which i think is smart i think what they were trying to do was to attract the youth to come so they would mm. have like concerts oh and okay. which was pro you know probably like okay you gotta watch these things and learn about your culture and then you can go to your concert thing i'm assuming which which you know i get it um, so they played and I'm talking, there was maybe 300 people there and I'm getting to see rage against the machine. Wow. Play. Oh, oh my God. Mm. I can tell you when they played there and then Woodstock is after, cause I was 19 years, I forget what year it was. The control that they had over the crowd. If he, mm. they said go left, they went, we're talking thousands of people went left. Yeah. I can believe it. That's what wow. They stopped like the control he had, but the minute bomb track came on, you bomb could feel track. it. Yeah, the a, electricity, we could have powered half a fucking city. It was insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um it, it it was just it was it was fucking nuts. That that was something else. They they were I mean oh else. hell can't stop us now. I mean it took us went hard. Their lyrics were hard, mm. yo. I mean oh, yeah. they had they had yeah. like a a beat to it so the brothers were like yo let me go and rock with this you know what i'm saying but you know yeah. what that yeah, uh -oh. that's a great point because on, of the fact when you when you bring in talking about why i guess in general a lot of black people don't necessarily um uh are not hard rock or heavy metal fans yeah. um i think that's part of what it is because it's so much a a um so much more guitar and like hard guitar and screeching sounds as opposed to a beat. I mean, black folks, I mean, it's it, it's in our blood and our DNA from, I mean, hell, from, from Africa, from drums. You got to have a beat. And if you can't really hear a beat in there, then that's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn you away from the music. But one of the groups that I always like, because I, I brought up the grunge, was Nirvana. That, that teen spirit, oh, yeah. dude, that freaking beat was a banger. And oh, I remember man. I used to turn that joint on. This is I'm in, I'm in college, and I used to turn that joint on, and I would turn it on specifically. We have a house party, you know, everybody we rocking all type of hip hop. That's when you know early '90s and stuff like that, dude. At in the middle of the freaking party, I would literally purposefully 
put on daggone team spirit and run around the house and just be kicking stuff, kicking people. I was, man, me and my roommate Chad would just wild out and yeah. turn that on. They'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? And I love that song, man. I mean, oh. for real. Hey, I'm going to challenge you to, to find this track. Try to find Smells Like Team Spirit, but Jay Davey did a rendition of that. If you get a chance, look Jay for Jay Davey. Davey. Yeah, Wait just a, a minute. Letter, letter J and write out Davey, D-A-V-E-Y. It's the most chill version of that song. Now, first of all, Jay Davey was flyish. They they hold they hold or and band was just mad cool. But if you can find that cover when they did Smells Like Team Spirit, I mad chill, mad ill. Get a chance to listen to that when you get some time, brother. That's that's one of my you talking about getting your Mac mode. Come on. <laughs> so I yeah. I think you guys need to listen. I think I need to give you guys a playlist. Oh, short of straw. We need we need to give you because the, there's this okay. you know, okay. there's the if double like bass beat, drum, and oh my God. don't tell me there's no beat and there's no drum in some of the shit. Let's like it. it's a double bass kick. Hello. Yeah. Um, so Ed, I'm yeah, gonna, definitely send that to me, Sailor. Yes, I'm for sure, send that to me. I, I will. I, yeah, I want to. I want to hear that. Because there, they, it's it's just there in a different way. It's just mm -hmm. it's just different. You know, just like reggae would, is different from mm -hmm. hip hop. It's a different way to and or or blues, you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know that's it's just a different way to articulate that beat. But rock and metal absolutely has it, mm -hmm. absolutely. Gotcha. Um, okay, I guess it's sometimes the guitar is over it so loud and you just you can't hear the beat in there. Sometimes I mean, sure. I, you definitely know there are drums in there, but yeah, yeah I feel you. I definitely yeah. feel you. Which um, would be cool too because that's a way. Which is funny because my son uh, Ethan is eleven. And I'm telling you, like sometimes we think he's reincarnated. He he was he used to be a white man in another life. Oh, and so there you go. this boy, uh, for real, this this boy <laughs> loves rock and roll music. And it's like you know we'll see, we'll maybe watching a cartoon or something like that, and they'll play play like a rock and roll song, and like he literally get up and be like this. I'm like, sad banger. Yeah, well, you know, the, it's the hilarious, man. It, music, it's hilarious. Music, music breaks. Borders, it breaks boundaries. I mean, absolutely. Like, absolutely a lot of times man. I, my, I mean, I just because I don't necessarily gravitate towards, you know, metal doesn't mean that I don't like any metal or or like I could right, never hear right. metal. I probably sure. could. Yeah. I love not, music. I mean, and, you know, and we, we're kids like, you know, I was in the 70s too. I was born in the 70s. So the thing about it is we were born, we were raised in a time where we listened to radio and mm -hmm. radio is whatever they played. So yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. at that time in the very early like 80s, you know, and in, in, in mid 80s, it was, they played everything. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Kind of like MTV. You MTV, might still you're an MTV kid. But yeah, and so but, but you're still watching the other joints that they would play, and then you'd mm -hmm. watch Yo MTV raps later. So it, so you got a chance to see and hear a lot. Like, I mean, I started liking um, what's that? Lightning strikes. I don't know who sings that. I forget. Lightning uh, strikes. Lightning, lightning crashes. Lightning crashes. What, who's that? Oh, lightning crash. Yeah, oh, I know. Head dude. Is it real? Oh, shit. Is it REM? No, maybe not. But I'm saying like R REM Everclear. Like these are these are groups that I would not have Everclear. That was one I probably would never picked up. Everclear yeah. was uh that was oh no, Everlast was the other dude that had Everlast, like, right, right. I mean, he had, he he had a rap. Beat. Uh -huh. Yeah, he had. But so many other bands that they played just from MTV and watching the videos, nine inch nails, I would I would listen mm -hmm. to that music because of the videos, because of MTV. So it would introduce me to other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I think I can I can hear a lot. So if you make a playlist, that'll be dope, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, gonna make man. you guys 
Yeah. I'm going to make you guys a playlist. Um, you brought up the next discussion I want to talk about, which was how music was advertised and promoted. And, you know, you make, you're making a point about MTV. And we, we did an entire episode on MTV. And, and it, we actually talked about how long it fucking took to have a black artist on MTV. Yeah. M you know, MTV raps came way later. Way yeah, later. Way later. Uh, almost Years, run, run DMC got on there with Rockbox. That's so, what, that's so, what cracked it. Well, actually, this is so. Here, here's a, a cool intersection. So Aerosmith was a very popular band in the late '60s, '70s, oh, yeah. and then they weren't anymore. Right. And <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yep. A record label went to Run DMC and said, "Hey, I need you guys to reincarnate it." Help them out and wow. like help, help. And they were like, "Who oh, the fuck do I want to help out these fucking old white rocker motherfuckers?" I'm yeah. sure they didn't like that. But Rick Rubin. So well, exactly. I like, I like Rick Rubin though. Rick Rubin's the man. Well, yeah, well, yeah, he yeah, is yeah. responsible for some like the shit. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a bad boy. Uh, I'll send so, out. <laughs> so they do this video together. Uh, Walk this way, mm -hmm. and yes. It was such an interesting intersection at that time because yeah. at that time, although we all got to hear the same music, I feel like music was quite divided. Um, oh, facts. Yeah. Know, I was, sure. I was a white, you know, I was running around with my metalhead friends and we had one black kid in our group. He was punk rock metal kid, skater, totally yeah. skateboard. Poor, poor guy, kid. probably. Can you imagine the identity crisis he was having? Yeah, like, I'm about to say. He, was, he was going to art school. He was an yeah. artist. Like, this is like, yeah. like you know, uh, and you know, but we took him in, uh, of course. And uh, but then, you know, when I would go home, my mother's listening to, you know, she was just bit. She came from the acid rock days, and she, you know. She did like, you know, like Led Zeppelin and shit like that, but she was way more into, I would have to say the majority of her music, because I would play all her albums, was all black artists. You know, she was big disco, big into the disco era. Get down, um, mama. Earth, Wind, and Fire in there. And yeah, tons of soul. You know, she's born 1951, so she grows up in the 60s. She's Motown. I mean, our house was full mm. of Motown records and all I of know. that stuff. And then, you know, then that translates into disco. And I remember, um, I'll never forget, we're in the car and, and this song comes on. I'm really dating myself here. And she, it's the song, you know, uh, the freak says she. Oh, yeah. Freak out. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. Yeah. shit. Didn't to that. Uh, that was her favorite song. <laughs> yeah. So that's what she's right. She's right when I come home. So I've got that. And then my grandparents listened to Greek music, you know. So it was like. Wow. Um, but in my go. neighborhood, there was everything playing because you had the Greeks over here, you had the Italians over there, the Irish kids were way over there, and then you had the Jewish mm. kids over there. And then, you know, if you <laughs> went to a certain part like Jamaica, Queens, you know, it's all Latin music and mm. African, like straight up African music, wow. not Caribbean, even like for African sure. American. Mm -hmm. So you that know. can change your perspective, but not everyone had that experience right well you said it you said it really good right there sailor i mean that's the whole thing like you said how they, it was still sectioned off right 
I mean, I think that's why music or MTV didn't play it. I mean, shout out to Nicole, my, my, my sister-in-law. She just mentioned how David Bowie, she believed there was an interview about him talking about why they don't play black artists. But but I really do believe that's the whole thing because like, well, I would say for the radio stations I listened to when I was young, a lot of times blacks and black radio stations played everything if they mm -hmm. did. You know, they'll play black and everything. But I think at one point, mm -hmm. a lot of, and this is just my assumption. I'm not, again, I'm not a, you know, I don't study music and I don't know it that, that way, but I think that a lot more of white America didn't know what to make of black music when it came to that time yeah. period. Before, like you said, with disco and all that, yeah, I mean, this is going back to like the marijuana days and, right. you know, like yeah. Motown. There's a lot mm -hmm. of assimilation with like the doo-wop shit and all that crap. Yeah, there you it's go. very white assimilation, you know? <laughs> but, well, it's really, I mean, there's even a movie about it. Um, I forget what the hell it's called. Uh, mm. oh, I can't her name either anyway doesn't yeah. matter but how it was they would the the they would oh discover this the this group and they mm -hmm. were black kids and then they would say oh yeah yeah we want to sign you but it turns out they just wanted the song and the music and they yeah, wanted them and to the moves it. and all that and stuff Elvis have a white kid just, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly do the do no, the whole man. thing whitewash it out and, and and go and make it famous they do tours and all that type of stuff like, there you go shit. They well, took I mean, our whole shit. And that's why I think music has been one of, even though it's one of the things that a lot of ears, no matter where you come from, can hear it. You know, they remember that whole thing about can you hear it or are you, you know, what is it? Uh, what is it? Damn it. Hearing versus uh, listening. I think that's what it is or something. The, the difference. Yeah. But, but I think that a lot of people can hear all types of music. I just think that, right. you know, you start putting that social political or social cultural or whatever, social economic more so, um, you know, meaning behind this and people start really um, categorizing the music that you hear, that's when it becomes banned or sectioned away or, oh, this has to go over there and that crate goes over there. You know, it's just not all, it can't be together. And that's mm -hmm. unfortunate, but I think that's what leads a lot of different cultures. Or let's say, for example, what we're talking about now, Blacks not ever getting into those crates of heavy metal, even though they might have connected with it. It wasn't mm -hmm. in their area. It wasn't I, it, it did not, and then, then identification is a huge part right. of music, right? You know, it's so funny when people always talk about. And I'm pretty sure we're all around the same age. Hootie and the Blowfish, and everybody thought that the black dude was Hootie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we <laughs> we we did too. We were like, oh, sure did. Yeah. I, I saw that dude. I was like, hey, what's up, Hootie? What up, Hootie? Play that fucking shit. I couldn't stand <laughs> that fucking band but that's the Damn thing it. i mean and that's why a lot of i think black people didn't gravitate towards that you know what i'm saying they were like man this dude and a lot of what we do me we meaning of course black america our music and our and our identity is put into it right mm -hmm. so like you know you showed me that one group guar and i was like <laughs> what in the hell right is, <laughs> what in the haunted house Man, Halloween all day is this. I think I'm gonna die just oh. looking at this shit, right? Yeah. No, you no have to look up Guar, and you have to wait Man. a minute. Uh, I'm, I, gonna, I, I'm gonna tell you that. G W A R. If you guys looked that up, me and Jay talked about that. We said, "Man, what?" And she was like, "You gotta hurt. You sure? I'm sure you heard Guar." We were like, "Hell no, no!" Uh, <laughs> well, craziest yeah. over the top. I can imagine in your life. Okay, but so yeah. I have to tell you the Scared names. The shit out of me. We did a we did a show on Guar, and there was I could it was so fucking hard to get through it without dying laughing. <laughs> I could imagine like actually be articulate. 
um, because some of the names of the fucking performers oh is like, okay, I, I think I told, right, Mac, I told you about the nurse had an abortion on stage or the nun had an abortion on stage or whatever. I remember that. Wait, I remember that. They, wait, I'm going to miss that. What? Okay. <laughs> they were out to do as much shocking. Yeah. Oh, as shocking shot, as they okay. could be, just shock yeah. value. That's what they were out. And they were all just performance. And artists, it was a lot I mean, of tongue in cheek, just humor, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. also yeah. shock value. But yeah. So their names are uh, okay: Balzac, the Jaws of Death. Hello. Pustulus Maximus. Wait, what? Pustulus Maximus. Oh my god. Beefcake, the Mighty. Oh, um, Joey Sletman, Silmenstra mm. Hyman. Hmm. Executioner. <laughs> That's my favorite. Sexecutioner. That's such a great I like the Hyman guy. Volvatron. Oh my god. Well, a good one too. Cornelius Carnage. Flatus Maximus. There's oh, okay. been one, two, three, four, five, six guys that played Flatus Maximus. Um, who else? Hans Sphincter. Okay. Nipolis Erectus. Oh my god. I mean, how old were these people? Man? Like, oh, serious. Like, they started out in 88 and they're still like middle school at his best. Right I'm gonna be nipple pickle paper. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> rock. Sure, let's do it. Wow. Yeah, those are that's crazy. But, but, I mean, yeah, but the shows are just <laughs> I made we made it and forever. I'm it's kind of like, like a yeah, Rocky Horror Phallus Picture Show, but like some different stuff, right? Oh, way beyond. You you put anybody black to perform in mask. Trust me, it's not happening. I mean, it will happen. Right now, we look, we look if we put on a regular mask in 2020. Right, right. right. Back then, you put on a mask. Well, I'll admit, you got people like, uh, what's my man, Tyler the Creator. They might do something as wild as that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Who was it that had like the. The Hannibal Lecter mask. Who did that oh, for a video? Uh, I, I know uh, 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 Twister. I think did was Twister. Uh, no, 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 no. Was that Method Man? Did Method Man do something like that? Yeah, oh, either him, either him, or either him or Red Man. Did they do something? Okay. Like oh, that? Red Man probably would have. That's uh, like Wu Tang Clan. One of them probably did some craziness too with Amen. a mask. Fuck with. Amen. Yeah. I was going to talk about Wu Tang Clan next. Wu Tang. Oh. oh, I'm a Wu Tang fan. So the the interesting thing to me is when hip hop kind of came to rise, right? When it came to be. And then someone, as I was researching, wrote an article basically saying, if you think that everyone listening to hip hop and rap is black, you've lost your fucking mind because it is literally the best selling music genre in the United States for a very long time. All day. Um, So... Yeah, I thought I thought that was incredibly interesting. But how we were um, introduced to hip hop is interesting, as I would say, like the white white people. Yeah, it's a very gentle ascension, I think, into hip hop. <laughs> yeah, you had Rum DMC; they wouldn't curse, you know. Mm, yeah, um, you know, you, it was like all kinds of shit like that in the beginning, right? And then, yeah. meanwhile, I. Cause I'm me, come across fucking Easy E and Too Short, and I'm like, Yo, whoa, oh, what? Too but Short, that, Lord you know have mercy. I love Too Short, but, but that's the music that I think. This is what's interesting. 
when they started saying the terms gangster rap and all that, I found more white people involved in hip hop than ever. Yeah. It's like when hip hop became yep. angry or or it became um not vile, but when it became like say like, some stuff that your back. parents would shit a brick over, that's exactly. when like, I like it. I that's like, what's like, oh, yeah, let's hear more of that versus, yeah. you know, LL, yeah. you know, backseat of the Jeep. That's what, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you don't want to hear that. You know, it reminds man. me of the, the scene in Office Space. You ever seen Office Space where that white guy's going to blast his gangster rap and he yes. pulls and he sees like a, a car of black people pull up next to him and he's oh, like, yeah, he turns it down. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic scene. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Good point, Myron. My homeboy Myron, here he goes again. Uh, MF Doom did wear a mask. He's right. MF Doom did wear a mask. Thank that is you. one of the very Thank few you, Myron. Myron is my I'd guy. Yeah, he plugged it in there. Good Thank call. Thank you very much. Good job. I knew it was somebody. Um, <laughs> yeah, when yeah, you so popped up, like, yeah, go for it. Go you're for right. It. it was LL, yeah. LL Cool J. It mm -hmm. was what's his fucking head, Mr. Entanglement, with his summer, oh. summer. Oh, Will. Oh, yeah. Will Smith. Will, Will will bring you in. Back yeah. when, he was, when he was a fresh friend. Like, mm. yep. jiggy um, with it. <laughs> I feel like it was very assimilated. It was very, uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to use all the trope words, but yeah. we'll just use yeah. the trope words like clean, respectable, yeah. nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, kind, kind, radio like, friendly, radio friendly, radio friendly. You know, Amish. you know what the number one hip hop song that white America loves? Baby got back. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah. That's, That's played at every single wedding. Baby oh, yeah. 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 I love that track. That at a wedding, like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right, you are oh, yeah. fired. You know, um, it's time to get a dance floor. Like, like, man, I hate I made that song. <laughs> I just remember. I, I, look at the bank account. I remember walking into a party, and I must have been. Oh, I don't even. Was I in high school yet? I don't. I don't know. And uh, this is I, my sound memory. We were in the car. We were smoking some pot. There you go. Clamping. All right. And you know how, don't like, say. when you go from that environment to like where there's people, you kind, you know, you're like, okay, I gotta get my shit together. And right. I just remember I walked in, and. It was like the party had just getting started. So it was it was kind of kind of quiet, but a bunch of people were <laughs> this is my sound memory. Uh -oh, uh -oh. <laughs> I knew this girl. Her name was Yolanda. Roll Oh God. <laughs> wow. Oh, you man. know the rest of it goes? Yeah. Baby doll like a brand new Honda. And <laughs> That's I was right. like, This <laughs> is awesome. That's that was the joint. Thing. Yeah, that was the joint for you right there. Yeah, turn this up. Let's I go. Thinking about what he was saying, but whatever, it didn't matter. I was a kid. Um, and oh, I just, it dance. was all the white football players. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, I get I it. That I, get that. I get that because I think, at, again, at that time, you're right. That first of all, that, that music was played a lot. But I'm mm -hmm. saying, so once the music, once the music, I think, and at that time, it was like you said, that's the introduction. But I think when hip hop got to be like money making, is when it got to be like, you know, the NWA and the Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice, and, you know, really when the West Coast got involved, MCA, like you yeah. said. When, when Dre dropped that chronic, dude, that was a, that was a game changer. Come on. That was yeah. a game changer. For yeah. real. That's how yeah. fine that MTV that is. flipped. They were mostly white acts to went to mostly black acts on MTV. MTV. Yes. Yeah. They flipped the that script, point, man. That's when it became, it became so much more popular. Mm -hmm. Everybody was singing freaking was 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 singing chronic man. Everybody. Oh man. yeah. I mean that was just bananas, man. So yeah. That, then that, there that was, was the game weird. Thing. Remember the whole weird intersection with um, what are they called DMZ? 
Slam. Do, do, do. Oh, oh, Onyx. 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 Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. that, then that weird shit happened where I was yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if these people are white or black who's singing. Like, I can't tell. Because you like had House of Pain yeah. and Onyx, and it was like the same people. Yeah. It sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was wild. Slam yeah, was good, good, though. Yeah. Slam was good, I like that joint. That let you, that let you release your stuff. And, you know. Yeah. I'm a big boy standing in my big boy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw, throwing bowls in the club before Ludacris came out with oh, that one. Man, I mean, Luda. you were wild out on Slam. Yeah. We yeah. Talked that made you feel like you were you were a hard rock it. type of white kid. Yeah, yeah. Wild yeah. out right. for being black. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was that cross with like the, you know, yeah. um, we talked about, I told a story once on the podcast, I think, about House of Pain. And so I was, I was oh, at Ohio State yeah. and there was the no the bars that they were all on one street called high street and mm-hmm. um shithole land guy that owned like literally at the whole half the campus and um these buildings were just <laughs> in bad shape and there was this one club that was upstairs you would dance I, I think the dj and like the dance floor was upstairs and the bar was downstairs and it was just the douche bag fucking jock douche central bar and <laughs> My girlfriend had tried to convince me to go this one night and I didn't want to go, but she liked some guy. And I'm like, I don't want to do jello shots with all these fucking piece of shit. Jello like kids. Shots. So, and drink out of buckets. Like, literally, they would serve your beer in buckets. Oh. Um, nice. And so, we, this, this one, <laughs> I ended up getting into a fight with this one guy and I punched him in the face and I got kicked out. And wow. Good job, sailor. See, you. that experience right there. I could never have that experience. Well, this Drink. is true. Yeah, I'm drinking beer out of pocket. A beer, get a fight. And then I You're threw dead. a beer at him. I kicked <laughs> out. By the way, the next day, the next day, they are so they would always like at the middle of they would play the song twice. House of Pains, jump up, jump up, and get down. Right, whatever mm. the fuck it's called. So they would play it, you know, at some point regularly. And then they would have this like middle of the night thing and get everybody like hyped for it. Are you ready? Ready? And all the douchebags would run upstairs. And so they're all jumping, right? <laughs> Fucking floor caves in. Oh, no. Oh, snap. Yeah, you should have known that was going to go down. Oh. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sorry, but like this was like date rape central, like all of that shit. Whoa. And I just remember being like, that's what happens when you listen to white fucking hip hop. Oh my god! Oh, the whole damn no. roof or the, the the floor caves in. It's a wrap. Oh my god! Damn. Anybody get hurt? Probably. A whole I would assume so. But again, it's so <laughs> funny. Nobody died. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody but, died. Okay. Good. All right. Good. Again, it's so crazy. Like you, got, to pay up. you have that story, that experience. I think the the the, the story experience. You know, the brothers will probably come out and say, "Is man, I was at this cookout one time. <laughs> like it's a, <laughs> it's a you can't be in public, but you are in public. You right. can't really be." You know, out while and out like that. That is so crazy, man. Wait that's, a minute. That's, that's not true because I used to go to all the what did we call them back then? We probably just called them the black bars mm-hmm. in the night, like well, late they 80s. Early night. Down, they'd be all right with that. The black there were, spots. There were some, and it was all, yeah, I would be like, of course, there would be like a handful of white girls in there, no white guys. Unless, but um, it's all good until they leave. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where you going? That's true. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're good while you're in there. Right. Right. Good point. Good point. Are you ready? 
Um, so we should probably wrap it up now. We've, we've gone over our allotted time a little bit. Um, this was super fun, you guys. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Yeah, um, I'd love to have you back for part two so we can kind of dig into... Um, I want to give you guys the playlist. Yes. yes. And, yeah, I'm going to give you... And I'm going to... I'll also send you a little... Uh, like a little seasoning of what some of the genres are of okay. metal mm. because it, it just got real weird after I left the metal scene. <laughs> Uh -oh. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel kind of the same way about hip hop. Like you know, hip hop yeah. is. I'm, I'm kind of like you. Like this, this stuff out now. Why is, is everything like, that auto tune weird shit now? Like why is I it all know. this? They don't even sing don't anymore. Know. They say like you know, five things over and over and over. I have and no over. idea. I don't. There's, I don't. There's I don't get. It. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for that they're doing what they're doing, but you know, it's it's not for me. Like mm -hmm. I try and pay attention to it because I'm such a hip hop person. But I mean, it, ultimately, I'm gonna I'm go back and start listening to somebody like you know the Roots or you know mm -hmm. Most Def, Common or oh, you know I'll go back to Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, I you know Cool J. I gotta have that type of stuff. Oh, I mean, sometimes cool it's like J. what the hell. I was supposed to marry him, man. but it didn't happen. It's all good. <laughs> but it it's did. all good. Ladies love Cool James. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh good. shit! All right, so let's show. Until next time. Uh, since Matt isn't with us, Ed, do you want to take us out? Sure, I'd be glad to. So thanks for sticking around, listeners. We hope you enjoyed the discussion as much as we did. Mm -hmm. And as always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter as Metal Rock and Whiskey. And we also have an awesome Facebook group. Notice I didn't say. <laughs> yes. You know. I know. <laughs> under Spirit of Rock Podcast Network. Subscribe, damn it. And you can also follow us individually. And Sailor, where can they find you? So you can all find right. me as Sailor Retro all over the internet on Instagram. I talk about cocktails mostly on Twitter. Let's get fucking political and troll <laughs> some white supremacist motherfuckers. Bingo. Uh, yeah. um, there you go, Sailor. I'm Sailor I'm Guevara on Facebook. The Facha wow. book, and then on YouTube, you can find Metal Rock and Whiskey as Metal Rock Whiskey. Now that, that you're watching hard. us live, boom. I love it. How about you guys? Yeah. Okay, Jay. Well, you see, you see my handle, Jay. Ooh, ooh this okay, way. But the listeners way. can't see it. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm at J Mad on the Rocks. Duh. I'm looking at the stream yard like, hey, they can see my name right there. Sorry. It's J Mad on the Rocks. J M A D on the Rocks. All together. Check me out. I'm just, you know, your regular old fun loving black guy hanging out. <laughs> then they're going to get on your Instagram and be like, what the fuck? What is this bullshit? Yeah. You know, talk about whiskey, family, and having a good time. I'm a silly dude. Love to have fun. And I love music. Especially hip hop, but I'm I'm about to get into some hard rock now, Dad Gummit. Let's rock. Not some guar. For sure. <laughs> Where's the nun? Awesome. So uh, this is Mac. You can find me at uh, well, you know, I'm not really much on social media right now, but if you want to go to IG, the Whiskey Mac or Mac is Legend, um, those are my two. Also on YouTube, you can go to Let's Get Made TV. I don't even know when I'm going to post something next, but I should do it soon. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know why I abandoned my people, man. I should give back. But uh, having a having a newborn is, is I about quite, to say. Yeah. You, got, you got babies in the house. Yeah, you're, you're kind of busy. I'm kind of busy. busy. I can hear them up there crying now. 
don't know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right. And if you want to find me, just look for Bourbon Geek on Instagram, and you'll probably see some of my stuff there. And hey, listeners, if you love us, or even if you just like us, please hit that subscribe button, give us a follow, and a review. Yes. Subscribe, damn it. It really does course, now. Tune in at some point for another episode at some point of Metal Rock and Whiskey. And um, I was going to reveal my new closing, but I can't do it without Matt. So we're going to have to wait till the next show to reveal my new closing. Normally, I have historically ended almost every single podcast. We've done over 100 episodes. No with, I would end it. The last thing we would say is, fuck you, Lars. But nice. I've decided Ooh. I'm going to change it. Who's Lars? Trust me, so, you don't want to know. <laughs> there's there's many reasons. Lars is from Metallica. He's the drummer of Metallica. The drummer from Metallica. Oh, it's it's, away, it's right? a long story. Oh, um, so Lars is responsible for this delicious whiskey that is now an integral part of my anniversary every year. And um, there's something mm. else that breaks my heart more now. So stay tuned for next week when you hear me change my closing tag. So I will leave it at nothing until mm. next week. And I will <gasps> make the reveal. Damn it. Dun, All dun, right. Dun. So, so Lars, you don't get an F you today, bro. Good for you, man. Oh, we could say Fukachu Lars. Fukachu Lars. That's another inside by the way, Ed, before we leave, just so we make sure we get this in the podcast, because, of course, everybody wants to know about this. Yes. I got an email from the Dollar Shave Club because I'm a member. Okay. And when okay. I read it, I thought it was from Shave. <laughs> from Shave. I am. What? <laughs> oh, you and shave your legs, right? Okay. My legs and my underwear. Got it. Okay. Whatever she All likes right. to shave. <clears throat> cool. That, too. Um, the email says, <laughs> ball spray. And I was like, is this from Jake? And I'm like, oh, wait, his was ball cream. Got it. So listeners, wow. go back and find the episode, our 100th, right? It's our 100th episode. Uh, yeah. Yep. And uh, our friend Torben oh. joined us to talk about his ball cream. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. If you know. All right. You know. And if you don't, too bad. Ball cream. And on that note, a uh, bye-bye. <laughs> Later, everyone. <laughs> Be good, be safe. Hey, this is Sailor, and you're listening to a Spirit of Rock Podcast Network show. Find this show and many others at Spirit of Rock Pods dot com.